Hello, welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I'm joined with me is Luke. How are you doing, Luke? As they say, howdy ho. Howdy ho. (sighs) How's your week going along, buddy? It's going all right. It's going all right. You know, there hasn't really... Have you ever... Like, okay, this is sounding like probably really not. pessimistic or whatever. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But has anyone ever asked you, like, anywhere, at any time, how are you? For doing? any reason, that's like that Michael Scott thing where it's like, anytime, for any reason, when it's that <laughs> business meeting, oh, yeah. it just keeps going <laughs> on and on. Sorry, continue. <laughs> it's like, they, like, when someone asks, how are you doing, have you ever been like, you know, actually, I'm doing amazing. First like, day of my life. Oh, yeah. Like I'm doing fantastic. You know, I'm way more likely to tell someone that I'm doing bad, that I'm like, you know, I'm not not so great. I'm doing okay or whatever, something like that. But then then tell someone. Really? I would be the opposite way. Well, that sounds really pessimistic of me. What I will do. It does. (laughs) It does. But here's the thing. I rarely tell people I'm doing bad when they ask. Either it would be like, I'm good. Or I'm fine, but like uh, if 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 I if I tell someone I'm good, I'm doing good, then I'm doing really good. <laughs> You're highly caffeinated. I'm doing great. I'm highly you just caffeinated. Got a raise. I got a raise. I'm having a great day. And you're going on vacation the next day. My favorite video game came out. <laughs> I don't know. Kingdom Hearts Four was just announced. <laughs> I don't know. You're going to Japan. You're going to I'm- visit Nintendo. Exactly. They're they're having All me the there. Are happening. Doug Bowser's having me <laughs> over for tea, or I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I way less likely to do that though. Even if I'm having a good day, I'll usually be like, you know, and when someone says any old business bugger off <laughs> this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. It, it just I, I rarely has especially told someone that I'm doing amazing. I don't know. I'll usually play it down, even if I am doing amazing. I'm doing amazingly all right. Yeah, that sounds that sounds a little bit more likely. <laughs> oh man, anything interesting you've been up to in the last last several weeks? Anything uh, you should tell the we audience? We just tried our hibachi tonight, and actually, we got the rice a lot better than oh, we had. I'm still working progress. Grill. Loving that um, that that griddle I bought. Things I haven't seen awesome. it yet. I love how easy it is to just like like you know with gas stuff. Like we have an all electric house. So we when we did our remodel, we chose not to like put gas in and all that mm-hmm. just because eh, I just didn't feel like spending the money and, you know, having to work on all that installation. And, but yeah. I've always been jealous of people who do have gas stoves because I, I realize it is much better. I mean, you just obviously everything heats up quicker and I think you get an even like heat on especially like cast iron stuff. And so I'm always a little jealous. My mom has one, but you know, I kind of get that with the griddle. I mean, it's basically a giant cast iron flat skillet. I mean, is this inside or basically, out? Basically, it is that. It's a grill. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, it's Big like a normal. Grill. Yeah, it's like a normal grill on like a cart. Um, um, but it's just all griddle, no like bars. What what it grill grate? It literally the no grill, grill, I guess. Grate. Yeah, <laughs> there's no grill grate. It's just like if you look under it, there's like two H shaped. Like the gas comes in 
and then there's like an H. There's like goes mm. that way, and then okay. one in the middle, and then there's another one that goes that way, and then one in the middle. So it's like two zones. You can turn each down. Some of the bigger ones have like four. We the one we have only has two, but so you can like keep one side hotter if you want to. You know, like if you wanted to cook eggs on one side, you keep it hot, a little cooler, and then on the other side, you could cook your sausage at a little higher temperature. Yeah. Um, so it's it's nice because I I cook my rice at a little lower temperature, and I'll cook my shrimp at a little higher temperature on the side. That's what I was doing. That's tonight, really so. nice. Get the control. Yeah, it honestly, it's the first thing that. <laughs> to be completely honest, TikTok is really what like sold Bethany and I on it. We, <laughs> you know, we've really gotten into watching TikTok videos. It's just. I hate like being a big sponsor of like one platform like this. Like I've criticized like YouTube and stuff before, but yeah, honestly, it's just when something is trending, it's where the world's videos live, you know? And it's where like the reason it's so cool is because, you know, people are making a ton of videos on there. And so you get like, like we've talked about, there's like all these little things you get. And, and, you know, for us, like we watch a lot of cooking stuff. And so, you know, that started popping up on there and, a lot of people were talking about this Blackstone and there's other brands, but Blackstone, it's probably because Blackstone sponsors some of these people and they're one of the like big company, biggest companies when it comes to griddle grills. And so like a lot of people, are, so I picked up my Blackstone. I always wonder what that's <laughs> like, did they just, did they just get it bought for them by Blackstone? And no, get it out of your system. It say it now. You, here's your chance. <laughs> say it, say the, say the phrase. Oh man, that would be, that'd be a dream. <laughs> So they have one of the cool things that Blackstone has. Oh God. Okay. One of the cool things that this company has, this one company. This isn't as bad as I thought. I was expecting late. to look up, look this up and be like $5,000 for some yeah, reason. Yeah. No. It's not as bad as I thought. You know, you know, I don't have that kind of money, Jordan. Well, I don't um, know. I don't know what you're into. <laughs> you're selling drugs on the side. I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, not as bad as I thought. Um, but the cool thing that they have is like they have a lot of accessory kits, hmm. just a lot of like tools you can buy, like like grill weights and presses. And like they have this breakfast kit that we bought with like the rings to like cook your eggs. So they're the perfect size for a breakfast sandwich. Yeah. Um, and they have that. I think I told you about the dispenser for like the pancake mix. Um, that's which I've used a bunch of times now. And I can report back that it's absolutely the best way to make pancakes. <laughs> it is amazing the fact that it just like has a little slide and it just like cuts off it so you can get like the exact right amount you know yeah. when you're pouring it'll like start dripping and you'll like have little drip pancakes all oh, over your grill crap yeah, yeah. i mean it's silly but <laughs> i mean you know it's it's cool i mean for 20 bucks it's like well might as well have something that helps me make this better the gourmet pancake experience yeah for sure so if you are looking at one, you know, for anybody, including you. Um, yeah, I think that Blackstone might be has move. a lot of accessories that yeah. it's just like a cool thing to like, I don't know, make cooking a little easier. I'm getting More kind fun. of fed up with charcoal grilling. I really am. It's just like a lot of work. It's really dirty and you just. <sighs> yeah, that's kind of where I landed. I, I remember years back, I had, I had had several gas grills, never any fancy ones. I mean, honestly, a lot of times I'd use like a little camping grill, but yeah. Um, I just, for some reason, I was just like, you know, I've never done charcoal. So I moved to charcoal for a while and mm -hmm. yeah, I've, I've done that for a long time now. And this is my first foyer back into uh, <laughs> gas again. And it's something else to have a whole like griddle. Like it feels like you're working at waffle house, which sounds goofy, but 
dude. I don't know. It's just nice to have that like working space and like nothing's going to like fall off or nothing's going to drip through the grate. Through the grate. Yeah. Always cooked right there. Oh, the fire is out of control. Oh, I'm dying. That's that's another thing. That's a good point. Like no grease is dripping down. It's not flaming up, which. Yeah. Yeah. Which happens on charcoal and gas. But uh, yeah. Griddle. Hmm. That's the move. Yeah. If I was to buy another grill, I'd probably buy another gas one. It's just yeah. so easy. Like you light it up, it's instantly there. There's no waiting on charcoal. To... I like charcoal. I think there's there's some advantages to charcoal, but yeah. I think the ease is definitely lies in the uh, the gas. I'll definitely cook grill way more often if I had gas. But anyway, that's for future Jordan to worry about. Luckily, <laughs> I didn't buy the charcoal grill that I had. It was actually a gift from yeah, my parental and, figure. And it's a it's so, a nice hey. one. Yeah. I like but, the one you have. Yeah, but it's about, you know, maybe it's about time. Anywho, yeah. Let's let's <laughs> uh let's uh get into our our life in the media and as far as what we've been watching slash playing slash listening to. Shall we? Shall let's we? Um, so dude, I haven't been listening to in much, much else new. I listened to the two songs you sent me. That's a, that's about it. Those are the good songs, by the way, I, I'm more enjoyed, uh, the first one you sent me. Let me look up. I forgot the, the names of the bands, but yeah, they, uh, backwood sometimes, sometimes that one is really good. Really chill. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, God help me. It's like how I was like about to text you about it. I was like, mm-hmm. why aren't we so sad, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we so yeah. sad? Why is this like, stop all this fun stuff about meeting Sarah in the bathroom. Let me hear some, <laughs> let me hear some real I just, sorrow. I, I, I guess I thought the other one was like very unique. It was, like, it was unique. Wow. <laughs> this is a, a different sound. <laughs> it was unique. I'll, I'll definitely give it that. Um, but no, really, you know, speaking of sad stuff, I went back, you know, one our, our jam when we were in high school is Dashboard Confessional. I kind of went back and I listened to some of it. You know, it's been a while. Like, honestly, like he, he's dropped off of like my my regular like listening like rituals so yeah i'll have to like be like oh let's go back you know let's let's hear some of this stuff i mean some of a lot most of it holds up for me a lot of it's obviously very nostalgic um i wasn't i've never i haven't really been able to get into his newer stuff ever sit like for me the last hurrah was probably dust wow, he looks summer. different yeah he's got a <laughs> big old bushy beard um yeah. Yeah, but I'm glad he's still doing his thing. Dashboard Confessional is always great. And, you know, I feel like Dusk and Summer was his last awesome album. And I think, like, he did a side project called Twin Forks. That was fantastic, I think. That was actually amazing. That's kind of what the direction I wish Dashboard went into. But that that Twin Forks album is just Mm -hmm. great. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. It's fun to go back sometimes get extremely yeah. emotional and cry into a microphone <laughs> the best one the best ones are the best ones i hadn't seen that album yeah it's just a collection like, of all yeah. the goodies yeah when you get to that point you can get a the the best of or the greatest that is a hits. good collection too i'm like looking it through is. it's like that's exactly what i would think of <laughs> like that 20 songs is like <laughs> That's quintessential dashboard confessionals. Maybe I don't know. (laughs) If you listen to that album completely and you don't like him, then okay, move on. It's not (laughs) for you. Then (laughs) you gave him a fair shake because yeah, that's it. (laughs) What have you been listening to, man? Honestly, probably of all the things I've been doing, I've been listening to the most stuff. So I'm going to 
I'm going to mention a couple things. Um, it's another one where it's like mostly for you kind of, but uh, yeah, also for myself. <laughs> Hopefully you, people will enjoy some of this. Um, scary Pool Party. Um, he is, uh, what's his name? Um, one word, huh? <laughs> uh, Alejandro Arando. Um, he was the runner-up uh, in season 17, which I think was two years ago God. now of American Idol. Okay. Um, and he is just, he's a special talent. Like the dude is killer on freaking guitar. Um, mm. Have you listened to any of his stuff? No, I've never, I've never heard of him. Okay. You definitely need to listen to him. So we need to, I start? to return to sender return out to loud. Sender. And the song that I was going to mention to you now, which is poison, which just came out this past Friday. Okay. Those three songs are just, crazy he's got like a weird like mix he'll do these like real alt uh techno he he goes into some weird places sometimes with his songs we we've listened to some of those bands in years past but yeah of course the the bread and butter stuff i would say is is his acoustic stuff which like out loud was the big song that he came to american idol with and it got him a long ways it's just it's an instant classic as soon as you hear it you're like yep that's a great song from the first note. It's like, I didn't know they could write for American Idol. That's cool. Well, he had already written the song before and yeah, it just, it doesn't work for a lot of people. So that's why you think that, um, but mm, he's yeah. so good that it's just like, it's undeniable when he plays the song. It's like, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like William Fitzsimmons for you. It's like, yeah. Okay. This guy's really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the poison song that came out Friday just it's excellent. Listen to it a bunch. Um, the other band I wanted to mention to you, you may have heard him before, is the Night Game. No, a little I bit smaller not. guy. Um, I feel like dancing would be a good place to start. Um, he also has this song, The Outfield, that you may have heard. Just if you've listened to any like you know indie radio or something, um, they've got an. He's got a really interesting mix in of trouble. <laughs> indie pop um yeah just when you look like the, the description of what they call um uh, they call his music 80s style new wave power pop and adult contemporary pop influence solo ah. project <laughs> um oh so it's boys like girls i didn't know that so it's the boys like girls uh oh. lead singer martin johnson i i didn't i actually didn't realize that till the second so wow okay reinvention but very different than boys like girls though and i I like that band. But, I could uh, tell from the first note of that song that was very different. <laughs> Boys, like, yeah. Um, uh, but they have this song, The Outfield, that got pretty popular, and they did a remix, actually, with The Midnight of that song. Ooh. So you would probably enjoy that as well. I fancy them. So, yeah. The Night Game. There's So far, I mean, I, the, you can't go wrong with any other stuff. Okay. I've liked it all. All right. I'll put a like on that. I need to listen to some new stuff. I hate when I get caught in like the thing about Spotify is, is like if you listen to start listening to like one thing too yep. much, it's it like it enforces send, that. <laughs> yeah. It sends you into a loop where you're like, well, there it is. Yeah. So you start listening to the same crap. So the other thing I have to mention is the killers came out with a new album. I just, I have to mention that. I mean, they're, I think they're the greatest rock band that's currently making music. That's like a big band for me. They're, just the best right on let's see pressure machine yeah i need to listen to the killers it's been a long time actually so good excuse so good 
wow, I didn't know there was such a gap between their releases. I guess it's not too bad. Anyways, cool. Um, a few things I've been uh, watching slash playing. Um, started playing Hades on a Game Pass. Um, yeah, I I think I was going to download it. It was another one of those things where it's like, oh, what do I delete? I don't want to yeah. delete anything. Yeah. Man, freaking Call of Duty. Dude, 204 gigabytes mm. for Black Ops. 200 and something gigabytes for Modern Warfare. And 180 something gigabytes. It's literally 600 gigabytes for the three Call of Duties. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it takes up like 60 yeah, like to 70% percent of my entire internal hard drive. And with these new games, you can't install anything wow. except on these internal hard drives. You know, it's the same with PlayStation. It's yeah, it's crazy. It really is crazy. Holy crap. I got to get that little expansion card. I'm going to have yeah. to get that. We're all I want more games. I, I only have like five games on my internal hard drive and three of them are Call of Duty. So yeah. <laughs> Make There's so many good that. games like this, like Hades, yeah. that I want to play, and it's so annoying when it's like you have to delete it. It's like, well, I don't want to delete, you know, Skyrim or something that it's like I never want to delete that. Yeah, sorry, enough you're heading, you're heading towards <laughs> uh, memory card land. Memory yeah. card is that really what we're calling them now? Can we call them memory cards? I mean, At least it's the basically play- that the Xbox One, especially we got 2021 memory, card. memory cards. Yeah, because it looks <laughs> the most like a memory card, which it is really awesome. does. Yeah. Very very convenient. Um, so Hades, I you know I I going into games like this, like I never know if it's for me. The whole roguelike thing, I've never really yeah. got my mind around it, even though I've played a few, like, you know, never for that long is a thing, you know, like if I'm going to be playing rogue legacy or yeah. dead cells, I'll always like dive into it, play it for like 30 minutes and get kind of frustrated. These are games that people are like, it's amazing. And so like Hades, it's probably the genre I'm least familiar with. Yeah. Roguelikes. I'm very not familiar with it. And I feel like each one like has its, I could be wrong about this. I'm not the authority about it, but I feel like each one like has its own rules as to like what you gain after you mm-hmm. die, you know, cause obviously mm-hmm. you lose, you go back to the start or whatever. And things are, are more procedurally generated as you go generally in these sort of things. There's some similar aspects, but it's never exactly the same. And so getting into Hades is like, I don't really know, no, too much what to expect or if i'm going to dig it or or not but immediately i can kind of see the appeal like i do see the appeal of this one immediately where others have kind of failed to be like gotcha for me like dead cells like dead cells rip roaring reviews holy crap and i just played it and i was like you know this yeah. is fun it, it, but i had that that feeling like that that thought in my head jordan is this really what you want to be playing right now yep and then i step away hades yep. i got the feeling that maybe this is what I want to be playing. I don't know. Like it feels good, and I feel enough progression each time I die. I feel the progression. Mm-hmm. I feel like okay. I feel like I what I am gaining. I see that immediately. I see certain things that I've gained, certain things that I've lost, and I and I do feel progression. Like there's this like how these games usually work from what i understand there's usually like a big boss that you have to go up against and once you defeat that boss it's like you don't really have to do it again from what i understand and so one of the furies um in in hades is like your first thing that you're up against and like first time you get to her 
you just get annihilated. I'm like, I, I suck and I'm dead. And that Mm -hmm. was horrible. What am I going to do? But the more times I try, I'm like, I'm getting stronger. I'm like my, my power is going up. I'm getting more weapons. And so like, I'm seeing some of the things that I'm getting, even though like my life, like my HP levels similar. And like, I don't know, I'm still wrapping my head around it, but it's making a lot more sense to me playing it being like okay i see the reason to move on other than like immediately getting discouraged with some of these mm-hmm. other games and the gameplay is really fun i mean it's yeah. it's a lot of fun i appreciate it like the other this is the first non um 2d side scrolling um one that i've done also a lot of these like roguelikes or whatever they have like almost a metroidvania-esque feel to them where i feel like i'm mm-hmm. lost as well like i feel like i'm even though i don't think i am there's a feeling where i'm like am i going the wrong way hades definitely doesn't have it it's really just honestly with some branching paths but it it's just kind of like you're taking a gamble which one you're going to but really it's just one arena to the next <laughs> really i mean there's that was no something i forgot to mention about the ascent <laughs> yeah that, uh they you can press up on the D-pad and it shows this tracing red line of Love where it. you need to go. And Love it shows the distance to how far you have to go. It, yeah, I was like, this is so refreshing, especially for a game like this where the camera's at an angle such that you can't look ahead. You can only see, you know, because you're looking not really straight down, but like at an angle down on the guy and it only moves as you move him. So yeah, it's so refreshing because you don't even know, like if I move this way, what's going to come into view? I'm not even sure. Because you have to like hit down on the D-pad to go to like map and look around. It's not even like you have a mini map like some games have. But so, mm-hmm. so refreshing to just be like, you need to go this way. Exactly. Where- and it changes on what mission you select, which is mm-hmm. so nice. There's certain games where like that's the point, right? Figure out where you're supposed to go a little bit. And that can be annoying sometimes. I feel like games, some games do it right. Like I feel like Zelda does it right. I feel like Metroid does it right. Where it's like, I know where I want to go. I just need to figure out how I can get there. And I need a weapon in order to progress, you know, or, or something. And so that's a lot more straightforward than just like, I don't understand where I'm supposed to go at all or why I need to. I don't, I'm just lost. And it's just, I yep. hate that. And so that's so, so good where when a game doesn't have that problem, but yeah, Hades is, it's pretty straightforward and it's just a lot of fun and it's just, it's got a lot of charm to it. I see it. I see the appeal. I'm going to keep playing for sure. Whether or not I beat it, it has to be yet to be seen, but I'll, I'll uh, let you know if I beat it or if I quit one way or the other, I'll uh, keep you updated. Um, a couple couple more things i uh i watched this movie on netflix i actually was gonna bring it up last week but there was so much to talk about i was just like i'll just save it uh it's a netflix original movie uh animated an animated musical called vivo um i'm Hmm. not sure if you heard about this one no Um, i haven't well um it's a lynn manuel miranda uh little uh little thing Mm -hmm. um okay so it's a sony movie you know like netflix are like they seem to be getting a lot of these sony movies um so i'm trying to figure out like kind of my opinion on this movie okay so it's a it's an it's a musical where the music is written by lynn and the main character is actually voiced by lynn it's a it's a talking monkey It, it sounds pretty kitschy um honestly when i talk about it out loud and honestly like when i saw the trailer i was like this seems like 
just like almost like looking at it. It's just kind of weird to me, almost like not, I don't want to say bargain bin, but maybe like second rate. <laughs> I don't know as far as animation's concerned, yeah. but you know, honestly, this is a pretty good movie. Like watching it, um, the animation isn't as bad as like the first impression gives the animation is actually quite good it, it, it was it was really good just seeing the trailer i think it's just the design of it maybe the color palette like led me to believe the animation wasn't going to be as good as it ended up being it's not pixar or even like disney animation studio level at all but it, it looks good it looks good it's perfectly acceptably looking acceptable looking and uh, the music is amazing the music's fantastic um i have a couple problems with it though i mean I don't know if uh, this is one of those movies where it's like, you know, I love musicals. I, I like animated movies like cartoons. It's, it's, it's fine. But some something about this movie, like every now and then there'd be a musical number. And sometimes I'd be like, I feel like I'm watching two different movies almost like hmm. almost like one, like something's not matching. I don't know. Yeah. If, Maybe also it's a, it could be like Lynn Manuel's like voice. I don't know if it perfectly matched this monkey. It was almost distracting or something. Like why is his voice coming out of this monkey? You know, there's sometimes like I don't even notice. Like I didn't even know that Lynn played um, Gizmo Duck in DuckTales for like the longest time. It just kind of made sense to me listening to it. But for some reason with him in this monkey and he started singing, I guess maybe it's the singing bit. And it's just <laughs> these big numbers. He's Lynn has such an um, um, really emotional voice and this voice coming out of this monkey, this little cute monkey thing. It was something about it was just like, I don't know, <laughs> off to me. And there were parts in the movie Can't where it's it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. And there are parts of the movie where it's like there'd be a really good song that happened and it would in the movie like it would come out of nowhere and it would like it'd be jarring to me and I'd be like unable to accept the song for a while. And then I'm like realizing this is actually a really good song. It's just, just it's almost like it doesn't have the flow like a musical should have. You know how like Sometimes when you're watching a musical, even when a musical number isn't happening, you're kind of still aware that you're watching a musical with this. Like yeah. you forget that it's a musical when a song isn't playing anytime, just anytime a song isn't playing, you forget it's a musical. Even if it's like five minutes apart, doesn't mean this music, <laughs> the movie has plenty of songs, but for some reason, like between each song, I'm just forgetting that it's a musical. It, it's so strange. And <laughs> so when a song comes, I'm like, whoa. Oh yeah, it's a freaking musical. <laughs> it's just, it's weird. The thing is, it's a good movie, and the 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 story's basic, but it's um, emotionally resonant enough, and it's good. It's just, I don't know, it's something weird about it. But check yeah. it out if you're specifically only this. Is, there's like ones movies like this, and I'm like, see it no matter who you are. This one, if you're into animated musicals, check it out. And if you really like animated musicals, give it a watch. Otherwise, <laughs> eh, probably not. Like Luke, you would despise this movie you'd be like what is this this yeah. like this, like your problem like your problem with musicals would like ring like really true with this one because yeah. the, sometimes the, the songs seem so unnecessary even though they're kind of like the best yeah. part of the movie yeah. but anyways I, i'm just there more for the story than i am the musical number so i hate it yeah. when it's like uh you could be telling more story right now and instead you're just singing about this tiny little part of the story yeah 
<laughs> it's sad because you know there's parts of the story that aren't actually good it's just like sometimes you just don't feel like like the story aspect and the musical aspect you want them to like intertwine right but with this one you feel like they're kind of at odds i don't i, I yeah. don't know I, I it's it's a it's a weird thing i guess i don't see it very often usually when it's a musical i'm like okay it's jiving a little bit um lastly this movie that i've been meaning to see for a long time and it was friday night we had plans our plans got abruptly canceled and we we're like what are we gonna do so we're just sitting down just like in that that moment you know when you sc- start scrolling on uh on streaming services and you're just like, i don't know I don't know, but this time it hit oh, us yeah. immediately. We went to Hulu and uh, Barb and Star Visit Del Mar oh my God. popped up. So did we. Oh my God. Let's do it. Let's talk about Barb and Star. Yeah. We watched it <laughs> last night. Yeah, we watched it last night. Let's talk about abrupt musical numbers. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, go ahead, Luke. Yeah. Wow. So much to say. Opinion. Yeah. Um, who? Um, well, I definitely fell asleep. I'll start there. <laughs> okay. And didn't feel like I really regretted falling asleep. Um, All right. I woke back up and and did finish the movie, but uh, yeah, there's not a lot I really liked about this movie. It 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 feels like a movie that I would like. I, I was excited from the trailers. Like this looks like a fun, good time. Um, it feels like an old like. I don't know, Zoolander, you know, Talladega Nights, you know, like a Will Ferrell kind of movie, really. Um, and it makes sense because it's done by what uh, the same production company that Will works with. Uh, oh, gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Um, but Will always works with this one produ- producing, you know. I cannot remember. You know what I'm talking about with the whip at the beginning and it's his wife, I guess coffee in in the beginning of this one. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot here that I should like on paper, but uh, I just, I hated the story. It just, it dragged Mm -hmm. down so much. And Kristen Wiig to me was the only redeeming part of this movie. It just, (laughs) it's a ridiculous story. I mean, it's an absolutely ridiculous story, which doesn't always mean it's a bad thing i mean it's a comedy but for for me this was just so stupid yeah it was too stupid yeah it was insanely stupid okay so like i had like the plot smacks you with a rubber chicken i had no idea that this (laughs) what the plot was i I don't want to spoil it but i had no idea that that would be the plot of the movie (laughs) idea now would you know it's just so insane that no one could possibly even fathom it i think that may have been like i don't know that may have been an issue i think with a lot of these movies that we're talking about like zoolander like talladega nights it's there are ridiculous ridiculous movies grounded in a pretty basic plot you know like yeah. the plot of Zoolander and Talladega Nights aren't that yeah. crazy, really. Talladega Nights, you can basically sum up the whole plot with "I want to go fast." Yeah, they're they're pretty basic plots, but like they're just surrounded by insanity. I feel like I don't know, man. Like I don't know what to say about this movie. I really don't. I, I came in here wanting to talk about it, but I don't really don't have an opinion on it. I, I feel isn't that weird? Like I don't feel I ha- okay. I, I had a couple old fashions 
when I was watching this movie. And so I was giggly for sure. I was giggling. I was laughing. But at the same time, like after watching it, I was like thinking, oh, then the part where, huh, I don't remember much of this movie. <laughs> it's the thing. Um, I'll, I'll Honestly, give a, like Damon Wayne's was like the funniest Damon thing to Wayans? me of what all the, of all the stuff that went on. Like I thought his character was actually funny and the rest of yeah. it was just so stupid. It was hard to even be funny. I, you know, it, the, the funny thing is, is like one thing I remember thinking when the movie was going is like, I like Barb and Star as characters. Like, I've never seen them. Before. Yeah. Are they an SNL thing? Are they? I don't think so. Okay. For some reason, it struck me like this was an SNL thing come to life, like Wayne's World or something. But I mean, it could be, but I have no idea. But anyway, I like them. I like them as characters. But honestly, you know, it's like I wasn't laughing that much at some of the things they were saying. That's the thing. I was like, I think they're like charming kind of characters, but I, I wasn't laughing a whole lot at the dialogue. There'd be like sometimes I'd laugh. But a lot of times I'm just kind of like watching them go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really, uh, I don't know, <laughs> engaging that much with it as a comedy and like laughing. Um, some parts I thought were funny, but all in all, I'm kind of with you. I, I don't think the movie clicked for me. I, I don't know. Like there's just something, I, you know, as you said on paper like this is what i want i want more comedies yeah. like this i want mm-hmm. that I, I was like almost just so happy when i was watching the movie i was just so happy that i was watching a comedy like this you know i was like yeah. oh my gosh they're doing the thing they're doing the thing that we like to see in a comedy that we don't see very often and so yeah. the ridiculousness yeah. i mean usually i like the ridiculousness it's just it was too stupid it just went in the stupid direction yeah. i don't know why it's such a fine line like so much of the stuff that I think is hilarious in, the, in a movie like Anchorman, I could see somebody else saying, well, that's really stupid, but I don't know why it, it rings funny for me. I but. think it's, I honestly think the the villain of the movie is the plot. I think on with all these movies, like you can kind of just like let go and just enjoy the jokes around the plot that you know already you know the plot of anchorman this isn't like an insane plot that you have to be like oh so this is where we're going with it you know what i mean like towards the end of this movie you're like what in the world is this like in a way that's like yeah that's the whole movie (laughs) that can be fun and i don't know if we're being wet blankets about it but it's like sometimes i feel like to have a plot that at least is uh coherent and maybe something that okay we all know this plot you care about this plot now here's this insane character that's injected into it look at him go and look how zoolander zoolander really is a great example of that where the plot really is very stupid but man something just works so well in that movie yeah between will ferrell and um oh gosh i'm blanking on his name (laughs) it's the main guy Oh, ben Stiller. Ben Stiller, yeah. Like between the two of them, like they just they put on a show in that movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um that's crazy. When did you see this movie? This week? Is just over the weekend? Last night. Oh, last night. I think it was last night. Yeah. That's crazy that we both watched it. Something I realized is that we have like the uh commercial version of Hulu or the ad version, the non-ad free version. It's horrible, almost unbearable when it comes to 30 minute tv shows like when we're watching always sunny it's horrible i hate it because it's like just all the time but when you're watching yeah. a movie it's just at the beginning hmm. 
what? It's so yeah. weird. It's like, that is weird. Here's your ads. And I expected like interruptions throughout. Like it didn't happen with Nomadland. I thought thank there was God, like some reason do for that. that. Oh my God. Yeah. Thank God. It would ruin the movie, but it doesn't show. Maybe because it's a Hulu movie. It's possible. It a Hulu movie? I don't know. That's what I thought with Nomadland. Like, cause we watched Nomadland on Hulu and it was the exact same thing where it was just at the beginning. And I was like, okay, maybe that cause that's a Hulu original or something, but it is uh, right. Yeah. I don't know if Barb and Star is, but either way, it didn't I happen. I think it I was, is. I was glad for that. Um, how about you, Luke? Man, what are you what are you watching other than Barb and Star? Is it Del Mar? Uh, some other stuff that I'm glad I watched. <laughs> um, so ah, physical finished up. Um, yeah, season finale. So I was just gonna give a quick recap. Um, this is a show I would recommend. Um, it's probably a slightly warmer than lukewarm recommendation but okay it's a good enough show um i think there's there's enough of a story there they do some fun stuff um i think i just wish they'd gone a little more crazy with what had happened it you know it seems like it's i actually don't know this for sure but it seems like it's loosely based off of probably a real person um probably pretty loosely but it seems like it's based off someone who started this whole like jazzercise like craze back in the 80s um hmm. I, I don't really know who but uh i, I love the 80s setting I, I love that about it um it's always fun for me personally to go back to stuff that's you know a little before i was born and you know around when i was born and, and growing up years um you can just you can relate to a lot of the products and just stuff yeah, that's, that's you know fun. of a forgotten time at this point. But uh yeah, that that was cool. And I always enjoy like um Stranger Things did it really well where it's like set in a mall. A mall plays a pretty big part in this movie or this TV show as well. Um I think this got a second season. I, I wanna say it did, but uh Hmm. Yeah, I'd say this is worth a watch. Like okay. I said, this, I think I feel like this is Rose Byrne's like biggest break. She's been in a lot of stuff, but I feel like she's mostly kind of played second fiddle to a leading, you know, actor, actress, whatever. Usually, in most yeah. of the things that I've seen her in, but uh, I think she easily can can headline a, a movie or show. You know, seeing this performance, I mean, she's just she's great. She did a great job. Uh yes, it says Rose Burns physical renewed for season two by Apple TV. So oh okay, it's exciting. Back so low. yeah, um, a lot of these shows that I've been watching now for a while are kind of coming up to to an end here soon, and I have to find some new stuff to watch. Um, so the other thing I I said I wouldn't talk about shows that I'm currently watching, but I just I have to say something about the latest Ted Lasso episode. Um, it's kind of a funny conundrum where it was a Christmas episode and we've talked about this before where I was yeah. like, <laughs> I'm sitting there in front of the TV. I'm like, Oh, do I watch this? <laughs> I don't know. So I did, of course, cause I wouldn't be talking about it if I hadn't watched it, but uh, don't watch this, Jordan. Do not watch this episode. Okay. Non-essential um, to the I'm plot, assuming I you're, imagine. you're, are, are you watching some Ted Lasso? I, have, I haven't point? started yet. Um, it's top of my list. Ted you Lasso. definitely need to watch this. You'll enjoy this. This is this is kind of the comedy TV that that we want to see that I don't think is being produced enough of right now. Brooklyn okay. Nine Nine's finishing up. There's just there's not a lot of those shows that we've enjoyed in the past that you know they've either ended or 
there's not new ones like it coming out, unfortunately. Mm. And I think Ted Lasso is one of those. It's it's very different than something like The Office or Brooklyn Nine Nine. I mean, obviously, it's not you know it's not set on a sound stage. It's there's a lot of stage, but you know, there's some like it's it's a film more like a movie, really, a movie okay. slash TV show. Um, so, anyways, this Christmas episode is it's one of my favorite. It it's 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 probably one of my favorite Christmas entertainment pieces that i've ever seen it's just it's it's amazing what they did in 30 minutes um they just created this perfect combination of christmas um they have like three different storylines going on and they all kind of end up tying together in the end and i mean it just brings the christmas joy the christmas spirit it's just it's by far the best ted lasso episode i've ever seen um and it's I, I wish they turned this into a full length movie just because, you know, I, I'm always starved for new Christmas stuff and this yeah. was this was something special. So definitely save this for Christmas. You will love this episode. It is full of Christmas joy and spirit and just it's the best. I mean, there's there's some caroling, there's some helping out people in need, you know, giving out food and i mean it's just it's so much fun just like a coming together it just it just gives you all the christmas feels so (laughs) tv show writers do us a giant favor just make a truce come out in public do a press conference and say from now on we will continue making uh, christmas episodes and they will all be non-plot essential oh my gosh and this is the epitome of that that's what was so frustrating to me i I was like do i watch it and then at the end i'm like i had no need to watch this at all it was the same with the literally doesn't mention anything about what's happening (laughs) <laughs> like you'll well, find out well thanks for the heads up i, I won't spoil it that, but I, thanks for the heads you find up. out something it. early on in the show the, like a major thing and that's literally the only thing that they reference and it ties into the christmas thing so that's the only reason they mention it just because mm-hmm. it like it helps with what happens i'm trying to be as broad as i possibly can on this because there's there's no need to tell you what happens it's just okay it's just it's it's a nice little truncated piece of entertainment that just fits so well into your Christmas time. I think I think it's something that I will watch like ongoing during the Christmas spirit for years to come. Christmas awesome. season. <laughs> yeah. Um in which you will be filled with a Christmas spirit. <laughs> I will. Cuz that episode is. Um the only other thing was Free Guy. I'm guessing we'll probably do some talking about that. Yeah, we'll probably do some talking about it. I imagine. So transition. <laughs> Um, Luke, I kind of wanted you to talk to me a little bit about your feelings of um, Call of Duty Vanguard. We're getting a reveal like tomorrow, not tomorrow, but like uh, Thursday. I think there's going to be like a reveal about it, but I don't know. I wanted to know what your feelings or hopes or speculations were. I feel like. I mean, I don't know a lot of details. I know enough to be disappointed, but okay. that, I don't. <laughs> I don't know a ton. I, I know we're going to World War Two. Oh, you, we were just talking about this. Uh, yeah, as far as I know, as far as I remember from what I've heard, it's the same development team that did World War Two. Okay, which was a fine game. I mean, yeah, but it was of middling quality for me when it comes to <laughs> call of duty games. And we were actually talking this with the, 
my buddy Jason and uh, CJ last night, and I was just saying, you know, it just it's not where I want the games to go. I feel like I've reached the pinnacle of Call of Duty, and it was Modern Warfare. It just it fills all my needs. But the, the combination Modern Warfare and Warzone is just everything I could really want in a first-person shooter. And to me, I'm just kind of waiting. I'm waiting on somebody to bring something out that does something mm. new that pulls my attention away. Because right now, I am completely fulfilled with the you know, first-person action I get in Call of Duty. It's just in Warzone and, and Modern Warfare. I, I don't think Black Ops did anything to step up the game. Which is funny because year to year, I will say that I've usually transitioned from one game to the next. And, and you know, I don't always like the next game as much as I like the previous game. Mm-hmm. But I've pretty much always been like, yeah, the next game is the thing to move to. But Modern Warfare was of such high quality that I felt like it was a degradation of quality when I moved to Black Ops, what was it, 5 or whatever, uh, Cold War. Um, and so it just... You know, the time I spent with it, it just was like, I don't want this. And then, you know, for them to announce this where I, I know you're trying to keep it fresh and all this. It just, yeah. It's not where I want another Call of Duty. There's just there's enough forward to I, I feel like there's other settings. There's other things that I don't know. I just I feel like there's other things that could be done. And this is for me personally, you know, not knowing a lot about the game, not having seen the trailer, you know, I could easily be proven wrong, but it's not where I want them to go. So where do you think the fan base is with this? Think they're kind of with you or do you think like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how, how many of them are craving the World War II. I think more people enjoy Black Ops um, than I feel enjoy black ops like from my personal opinion i think there's more people on board with that game than i realize i think there's a ton of people playing warzone but i don't think there's as many playing uh, modern warfare um so i think i think just there's a much more bigger fan base for black ops mm. and so i don't think there's as much of a fan base for the world war ii i think modern or even future shooters have a big base in this group this is you know completely anecdotal um opinion here but um so we do here yeah i think that (laughs) i think this fan base is really split between future or near future shooter shooting setting and black ops like a 80s cold war i think that was the right direction for them to go financially but for me personally i think it was you know a step down but i feel like for them like just kind of looking at it as an outsider um this is a they have to really bring their A game, I think, for this one because yeah. when they had, they got uh, to do something different for World War Two as well. Yeah, and especially like this fall, as far as the shooter genre is concerned, it's going to be crowded. You're going to be the Call of Duty, and then there's Battlefield, and then Halo. It's like, what yeah. are you going to do to stand out at all? And people be not, and people not be like, I'm busy yeah. playing Halo, you know, right now, which is free, the multiplayer at least. You know, that's I feel like it's going to be harder to stand out this year, especially whereas in like on the launch, you know, it's launch. It's a it's a next gen game. It's Call of Duty. And there's there's nothing else like this out. And so it's like it's guilt game sold, sold like crazy Cold War. And yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know if they can do it again. This I agree with you. But at the same time, I do think Call of Duty is the king and everyone else mm. is really just the 
you know, the pauper coming into the court, like begging for a piece of the land. Um, so you think it's those, the other two that should be worried. Yeah. I just, Call of Duty is so established at this point, especially Warzone. To me, it's incredible what happened between Fortnite and PUBG. Like they were kind of fighting it out there. Fortnite yeah. clearly won, took the larger piece of the audience and is still like just ridiculous the numbers that they do yeah but warzone is right there and i don't know who actually makes more money i would guess warzone but just because their stuff's a little newer fortnite's is it's been around now a little longer um yeah so i just i think call of duty is so set in stone as the shooter everyone goes to and i think halo is more of something that you and I, people of our age, are really into, and mm. I think that's really the audience that yeah. that Xbox is is aiming at. And I'm so glad that they're doing that. I, I I want Halo to be fresh and new, and I want there to be you know new iterations of it, just like I want there to be fresh and new versions of Call of Duty. But Call of Duty just it has this juggernaut of Activision behind it with all this money and and all this ridiculous talent and. Uh, you know, these, what, four studios? Maybe, maybe it's now three studios that produce these games. I mean, it's just, it's this, yeah. it's a juggernaut. I mean, it's the definition of a juggernaut when it comes to video games. And I think you're right. I think those other games will certainly take attention away from Call of Duty. But I think it's kind of like when Apple announces a phone, you know? I mean, mm. Samsung's like, please pay attention to her <laughs> new phone. And I feel like that that's really how it is. And you know whether it's justified or not it's just yeah. call of duty has won hearts and minds you know for good or ilk that's true i mean i guess that's also sort of the benefit of just like one being an annual franchise two getting into the free to play game before halo did you know getting into that free to play market is smart for halo to do it now but warzone got there first and they're nailing it so it's more freaking hands on controllers playing your games yeah and the the combination of warzone and whatever the new mainline call of duty is yeah is something that we've never seen in video games the yeah the fact that they can take that much of a market share is just it's incredible it's pretty brilliant actually i think it's it is it's a brilliant move because i think like you know, there's if you there's a free to play model that's continually getting updated, and you're always involved in like the Call of Duty infrastructure from years and years to come. Even though, in the hardcore, are still buying the new games, or maybe not even the hardcore, the the fans, the people are just buying new games yeah. annually, and so it's like that is oof. <laughs> or even and you know, doing the, good the at it, who, so the people who play Warzone probably also enjoy playing multiplayer from time to time, and to get into that you have to buy the new game yeah um i think i think they would be smart to always keep that multiplayer of whatever the new game is as part of the paywall to get into that and not make that free to play i could see that being a temptation but uh i think if the multiplayer of the next vanguard if that starts going free to play i think we could see a disruption of new game call of duty games ever coming oh. out um, oh. i could see it being a thing where it's just like Maybe they release a DLC that is a storyline thing and stop making full games altogether. I really don't hope that doesn't happen, but I think you know a company like Activision is always trying to maximize for profits, and 
if they can save money on development and just make small DLC that can appease people who want mm-hmm. storyline and just keep upping the multiplayer, you know, along with their Warzone package. I don't know. I could see a path where it's like, this makes a lot more sense than bringing out a full game, having to pay these guys for three years of development time. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of hope it doesn't go that way, but I could see a path forward for that. Absolutely. And, you know, it's like, I I hate to say this, but it's like from the outside looking in, I I feel like a lot of the the moves that these other companies are making makes Battlefield look like a really strange pop proposition right now you know it's like you have warzone and then you have the story mode with also its exclusive multiplayer that they're releasing with call of duty and but you have warzone there for free but then like you have and now halo's doing the multiplayer for free and it's a big giant open world campaign and that could push call of duty you're right i didn't think about that halo going free to play that could really push them to say well we can do that too yeah and but then you have warzone I mean, that's not Warzone, sorry, Battlefield, which is like no campaign. We're going to put it all into multiplayer. But if you have next gen, it's $70 for you. That kind of, it's like an on man out kind of situation. You know, it's like the ease of access is like way lower for for them to get anything. And then you have Game Pass with the whole, uh, you know, Halo thing. And so there's a whole other people who are able to even access the, the campaign for that. And so it's like, goodness gracious. They're, uh, I think they're the ones who really need to show something that they have something special before their game releases to make people go out and say, okay, we'll invest. <laughs> yeah. I think EA is leaving a lot on the table by not making Battlefield at least part of it free to play i think companies i mean activision you know was the same way for a long time before they realized there's a bucket of money out there and we're just leaving it on the table and you know they they made warzone finally free to play what like a year and a half ago now um and i think ea they're just scared that they it just doesn't work yet they're just scared their product isn't premium enough that people are going to stick with it but I think I think that's naive, really. I think yeah. there's there's a lot of sections of first person shooter gamers. Um, I think I happen to fall into a lot of them because I enjoy most of the games. But I think there's there's people that like Halo. There's people that like Fortnite. There's people that like you know the hero shooters, and there's people that like Call of Duty, and, and there's also the people that like um, God. I'm, I'm thinking of so many things that I'm blanking right now. What I'm yeah. talking about. Um, but I think EA has to realize like there is a section out there that will come nightly for your your content if you create something like Warzone, whatever that looks like um, for them. But yeah, I just think they, they need to take the leap. I, I think they don't... I don't know why in 2021 you wouldn't realize that the free-to-play model works and it works excellently and it, yeah. it can power enough money to develop the next game like Call of Duty is showing and it can... Mm-hmm it can fuel enough money to power a lot of DLC for years to come. And anyways, it's just I'm strange kind of talking to, in circles, but, but I it's think strange they should to say, do it. Like, here's what we're like, here's everything like not to not give something else other than the multiplayer. That's the thing that got me. Yeah. Like, no campaign. 
Because huh. I get it. I get it. Honestly, I do get it. It's just a sucky time for well, everyone else is giving away their product, which is doing similar things. I'm not saying it's going to be exactly yeah. what Battlefield is, but then there'll be like, okay, and you have an you apples to apples product, basically. Exactly. Competing <laughs> exactly with Warzone and with Vanguard and with Halo. We'll pay $70 doing... for ours. <laughs> yeah. It's just a strange thing. Well, and... do we know how much Halo is going to be? Um, no, Halo is going to be 60 outside of Game Pass, I yeah. think. And yeah, but Battlefield, that's going to be I'd like 70. to know for sure. I'd be interested. Yeah, I would. I'd like I to would assume you're right. But because you're not theoretically, you're not paying for the multiplayer, right? You're just paying for yeah. the campaign. If you were to go all in on that without Game yeah, Pass. Yeah. And <laughs> and it's funny because on EA's side, you know, you're you're only paying for multiplayer. Only for multiplayer. That's yeah. the thing where it's yeah. like. <laughs> Multiplayer is free everywhere, and there are options for campaign on the other ones, but there's just multiplayer here, and it's full price. And then it so is sixty. Here. You know, we're in a weird place now. We really are. <laughs> we had talked about this next gen and said, okay, well, you know, games cost seventy now, but they really don't. Not <laughs> company all the time. to company. Yeah, company to company, they they don't cost sixty and. Oh man, I I feel bad for the uh, the companies that immediately jumped on that seventy dollars. I I think, Oof. you know that that's kind of embarrassing if other companies don't follow suit, you know, and you're just sitting there charging people another ten dollars. It's like, uh, you know, in, in Halo's case, it's a little different, but you know, if another company comes along and offers the same multiplayer plus storyline game yes. right alongside yours and yes. it's sitting on the target shelf which you know most people don't buy games in person but you know if you're a parent or something you have a small child you go in there and you're looking at two games and they're like i want that one like well that one's 70 why don't you just buy that one at 60 exactly i mean that is the proposition it really is and it's like it's one thing for like ratchet and clank to do it there's not another Ratchet and Clank game that you're going to get. But with what we're talking about here with Halo, like it's one thing because that this kind of feel weird. I talked about that when when I bought it. But with Halo and Battlefield, it's exactly what you're saying. It's like are, these aren't too dissimilar yeah. to where it's like this one is like, oh, it's clearly like this, you know, premium product that you can only get this sort of thing through this was well, like no actually what do you mean son you can play that multiplayer for free with halo are you kidding me yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh anywho i, I want this spawned into a, a whole thing but um, i'm glad we talked about it yeah um let's talk about free guy it's a movie we saw it sure is we saw a movie um, this, is, this is right near the top of my list for this year. Like, as far as this was one I was really looking forward to, and this is probably my wife's like most anticipated movie of this year. She really wanted to see this. Oh, it, I, that's really interesting. I, I didn't. I, I guess Bethany really likes uh, Ryan Reynolds as an actor. And yeah, I think so. I think she liked fun. the. She really likes Taika. Um, that oh, was a yeah. big draw for her, um, <laughs> even though it wasn't really. I wouldn't say it was a big part of the movie, but you know, he's there. (laughs) Yeah. So let's, uh, let's go, let's jump into it. What Luke, what did you think of free guy? I loved it. (laughs) Just really enjoyed it. What did you think of free guy? Jordan? (laughs) Um, highly enjoyable. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a lot more entertaining. Um, it had a lot more of a, a thoughtful plot 
than I thought going into the movie. I thought I was going to be kind of brainless, honestly, when I was going into it. I was looking forward to it, but I thought I was going to be, this is just going to be some some fluff, which it is, but it was a lot more thoughtful and kind of just engaging throughout than I thought it was going to be. I was like, okay, they, they put a lot of, they put thought into this plot for sure and into the characters as well. And so, yeah. Um, what did Bethany think about it? We don't do this very often, but what, what did your wife she, think about She it? very much enjoyed it. She was right there along with me. She thought it was, it was great. We've been watching like interviews and stuff on YouTube. Like since then, it's like, we we kind of wanting to eat up any content from oh, this wow. uh, from this movie that's even adjacent to it. So, yeah, this just this was a big hit in the Glover family. Yeah, uh, Amber. Yeah, she she loved it. I think she she I, she liked it more than I did. She was like, that was so good. Like I I don't really see her do this very often in movies. Usually, like she'll come out of movies, she'll be like, that was really good or something like that. But she'll be really tame about it. But after this movie, we walked out. She was like, that was so good she was like really yeah. like emphatic about it which i was like whoa yeah. like you don't see that very often like she loved it um it's very much a product for our interests so yeah i think that's part of it <laughs> yeah very much so i mean uh what are some like highlights for you of like what made the movie special to you the just the idea of like having you know a, an open world video game set mm-hmm. on screen like just that idea in general it was just so enjoyable to me and exploring npc and their like their perspective of a game was just such a fun idea i remember when like the first stuff started coming out about this um i was just like that is brilliant why has someone not made a movie about that and yeah i think this could easily spawn you know future projects that may or may not be related to free guy that could, you know, maybe not copy, but, you know, take notes from this movie and say, you know, we could make video game related movies that are just a lot of fun. And, you know, it makes you think like, why isn't companies like GTA? Why aren't they producing a movie? Something like this, you know, they could easily make fun of themselves. And mm, yeah, I mean, these, these companies have ridiculous amounts of money, whether it's Activision or rockstar, which is whatever that, main company is over rockstar but uh yeah man they could do something like this just so like that was that was just my favorite thing like just off the start it's just like i i love the setup i loved like seeing an npc's world and i mean ryan reynolds is just the perfect cast for that so yeah ryan reynolds is just great i mean like i feel like is it just me? I don't know if it's just me, but it feels like it's been a while since we've gotten them. I mean, obviously we have Deadpool, but like as far as like Ryan Reynolds and something like this, I can't remember. I okay, there. Never mind. I'm completely off. Like the, as recent as it gets with the Hitman's Bodyguard franchise or whatever, mm. but I don't know. I still we, haven't seen it though. I haven't seen the sequel for sure, but I don't the know. Hitman's wife's bodyguard. <laughs> I guess like with this one, it definitely it made you. It's almost like, oh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, so good. This is like him at his best. I think this is like him doing what he does best in a really good format for it. Like this is he was a really lovable character, but he was also allowed to do like the Ryan Reynolds thing. He was like Ryan, Ryan Reynoldsing it up for sure with all, with all of his quips, but it made sense for the character. Yeah. Um, so I think for, for me that he was it was just awesome seeing him seeing him in a do so good in a movie like this um 
But yeah, I mean, uh, I can try I mean, to think it's, of ways it's to just say like, it's like spoilers. all the things that you know. It's all the GTA things, like the layers with with the weapons and the cars, and um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and just the side missions. I mean, there's just there's so many things, and it was cool to see like so many streamers, and I knew like most of those people, and I'm not even like a big stream watcher, but I've watched enough to where it was like. Oh my gosh, they got all these people I know. And just, yeah, that was very <laughs> familiar and just cool. Yeah, it must have been. especially cool for those people, like to oh, get yeah. that kind of big break and be on the big screen with their tag right there at the bottom of the screen. I couldn't believe awesome. how deep they went. Not deep, but you know, IGN's like the biggest video game media outlet there is. But it was crazy yeah. seeing like an IGN personality mm-hmm. on there. I was like, wow, how strange would that be? Whatever for her name her? is, I can't remember it. But yeah, yeah, but how strange would that a lot be of stuff. to be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, that's I think she's covered a lot of Hollywood stuff from what I've seen. Like, I see. So she's, she's more in the, the door. in the movie. Like she's on the red carpets a lot interviewing people from what I remember. Mm. So makes sense that she would be the the person but yeah yeah it, awesome. it, it really is cool yeah them getting all those uh personalities to kind of be on the big screen i think it's a lot of fun i don't know some it's, of those streamers i was like man you're big enough to be in this yeah like pokimane exactly. i couldn't believe she was in it. it's like i know who she is but wow <laughs> ninja lot. makes sense but of course ninja's like the streamer but yeah really crazy but um yeah. good for them I thought uh, Taika was a lot of fun, as you said, but yeah. he wasn't in the movie <laughs> entirely a lot. He's just such a cartoon character. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard to take him seriously as a bad guy. He's just so One goofy. One and... million percent. You, you are absolutely His right. His New Zealand accent is just... <laughs> It's so hard to take seriously. It's, it's the most unmenacing accent. It's like the opposite of like a German accent. It's like it's exactly. It's like it's that's perfect why comedy accent. He was allowed to play Hitler as a comic foil and it not be <laughs> offensive because it's him. <laughs> because he's just he has this way about him where it's like it's impo- <laughs> Like if you're offended by that, it's like you're stupid because it's, it's so impossible to take that so seriously, you know, um, and. <laughs> I love my New Zealand actors too. I mean, there's oh, like yeah. Taika and all the Taika Jason actors and Jermaine the, Clement. They're just so good. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I was trying to. Oh, the, that kid in Deadpool. He's just. Oh yeah, he, he was from the in Hunt Wilder for the Wilder, Wilder People or whatever. Julian Dennison. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's really good. So yeah, I mean, yeah, full 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 of people who are charming. I don't know the uh, lead actress in the movie yeah i, I didn't what know do I, her either but she did a great job i know i was like i saw her and i felt like i knew her which i think that could be a credit she's to her. ray's mother Excuse in me? episode nine? Oh, give me a break what? What, when she shows up for a, a split second wow. in a flashback wow still that's a cool credit to have <laughs> I'm, i was in star wars that is very cool for sure yeah i did not know that oh buddy huh. was great you know a little ray howry yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> you know, it's just like we're naming people in the movie, basically, who's like, oh, yeah, that person was great. It was just yeah, a rotating. It was a, it was a really good cast. Yeah, rotate. It's in people like you wouldn't. Joe think. Curry. I mean, that dude is just, he's destined for greatness. He's just, yeah. He's Freaking Steve actor. from Stranger Things. Yeah. He was the perfect there. cast, too, for that like developer yeah. role. Just, it was awesome. 
<clears throat> Very good. I mean, we're getting a, se- a sequel to this. Um, oh, it, really? Okay. Yeah, this has been Disney has asked for a sequel, basically, and I think I believe despite they are them making obliged. fun of Disney, I saw one of the things where they said that that first trailer where they're like, "From the studio that brought you Lion King, twice." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that was a big sticking point with Disney. They're like, Ryan's like. We had to work really hard to oh get that gosh. past them. They do not like to make fun of themselves. That is very funny, though. Um, <laughs> and, and it's like, uh, yeah, there were some points in this movie where it opened my eyes. I, I guess we, we're not going to spoil it uh, here, but like it opened my eyes to be like, wow, there it is. Disney owns Fox and Fox is with Disney. And there were like a moment where I was like, well, there they're flexing that muscle right there. They're showing it off. I don't know. It, it's maybe gimmicky, but I don't know. It got a reaction out of me when I was watching it. it I did yep. not expect it. Yep. You know the moment I'm talking about. <laughs> but um, is there, do you want to do any spoilers on this, Luke? Is there anything you want to kind of go into? I think this, this is, is our... a pretty spoiler light movie, really. Yeah, it, it is like, as you as i said like i think the plot was a lot more like uh, a lot more intentional and a lot you know kind of thoughtful than i thought it was going to be but that doesn't mean there's like a lot of it doesn't mean there's like spoilers left and right and there was a was it a point yeah. in the movie where i was like oh my god it's just the plot yeah. playing out as you understand it as you see it in the trailer it's just done in a pretty thoughtful way i think yeah, I mean, it's very much a setup for them to just play in this world, basically, and have mm-hmm. something meaningful to do. And I thought it was it was great. It just wasn't something that, you know, if you were spoiled, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it t- takes nothing away from me going to see this movie. You know? This movie is really just about the fun time you have in this world. And, um, you know, there's some stuff in the real world, but mostly the free city is, is where this movie happens. And so yeah. I mean, we can talk spoilers if you want. Uh, I I honestly, it's one of the few times I would say that a movie it's not that important for you to stay spoiler free on it. Not really. That rarely happens. I feel like, but uh, yeah, don't actively look for spoilers. But it's not something you have to walk over yeah. like a, a, a minefield. Yeah, I could read the entire storyline for this movie and go and enjoy this movie just perfectly. Yeah, fine. I agree. You know, and it's here we go into this, but it's one of those things where watching the movie it made me happy to be in the movie theater and watching reason being is like this is one of those movies where no i if not for movie theaters and people paying money to go see a movie i'm not sure a movie like this would exist like i don't know if like for a comedy and like i don't a, think at this level it at would this exist. Level, i could see it exactly. existing but maybe the production value would be a lot less it would be way. It would be too little. That's what I think. It wouldn't be big yeah. enough. The fact that it is so big adds to kind of the humor of it and adds to the enjoyment of it because you buy it. Because like they're doing things that you would that would be so big they'd be in a video game, and it's like that's what helps you buy it as a premise. And so I think if this was just like say if 10 years down the line, this, I don't think this is going to happen, but 10 years down the line, theaters go away, and this is a movie that's on Hulu or whatever disney plus for adults i don't know mm-hmm. and i just don't think they'd ever spend that much money on a movie like this they'd be like okay well we're making avengers or we're trying to make a marvel movie and uh 
everyone's going to show up for this, but this movie, we're, we're probably not going to spend as much because it, it wouldn't, I don't know, justify the subscription boost or whatever it would be. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, I'm glad the reception to this movie is good. I'm glad people liked it. I'm glad people went and go s- s- to see it, you know? So oh, yeah, seeing it in a the movie theater was great. It's it's a Sean Levy project. I mean, I was just looking through all the crap that he's done. I mean that that man's created so many movies that I love. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's no surprise he did such a great job. You know, he's a big Stranger Things director. Um, Absolutely, he he's Date made Night, a lot of entertaining which, movies. Yeah, Night at the Museum, um, Just Married, which is mm-hmm. <laughs> that's one of my favorite movies. Real Steel, I think, is extremely underrated. The I actually haven't seen that. Very highly entertaining movie. Um, yeah, yeah, he can entertain us, and so yeah, that he makes they want lighthearted movies very well. Yeah, and you know, I, I was uh, th- okay. So put a pin in this moment right now. We're gonna do light some light spoilers here because I think I have uh, pretty much guessed the plot of the next movie because I like. I was talking to Amber and she was like, where do we go from here? And I was like, I think this is it. I think this is kind of just the basic plot, but I think the plot for this one's kind of the basic plot, but just go here with it. This is, I think the obvious choice of what you do for a sequel. There's the plot, the, the, now the threat is coming from within the programming. It's one of the characters, one of the NPCs. Yeah. Now the consciousness is in it's there. Dude. And so, yeah, well, I don't know if it'll be dude, but I know I'm just joking. <laughs> Someone would be there. awful. That would be awful. He like gets smart all of a sudden. I don't know if I'm yeah. gonna see that. But uh, oh, me smart now. <laughs> uh, so now it's gonna be guy having to protect the outside world somehow from within the game from this new threat or whatever. That that's yep. the play. And maybe he has yep. to game hop. I don't know. Maybe he has to go to different servers Ooh. or whatever. He has to pull Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. yeah. A little Wreck It Ralph action. He has to go turbo, as they say in that movie. That, yeah. I worry about that. That that yeah. seems like it could, could go into territory where it's like, this movie was very busy. Yeah. I don't want him and, to go turbo. And I don't. Free Guy very much was not that. So, yeah. He was only, it was focused on just this one game, you know, and they were only a different spot at the very end. And so, like, I think that keeping it just made you really endeared to this world and this city and Mm -hmm. characters and what was going on in there exactly see routes i just i love that and i think there's a lot they can do with the new world that they're in too you know like that world that world can be a character of itself too i mean i yep i'd be very interested to know how that world works because how it's evolving it's an interesting idea because like the the like a free city that's like the the game we know that's gta online right yep. or something similar yep. to it and uh this Life new game itself. is the original yeah this that's the original game that we haven't seen before we don't it's have that's missed basically uh, it's, it's it, what the creators of miss wish they could have made right it looks <laughs> like the uh the aesthetic of like mist exactly yeah. but um i'd have no idea how that game would play or how i would like interface with it like they make it sound like you just watch them, but surely yeah. you can interact and talk. That sounds to them. a little boring when I was listening. To yeah, them. Like, I've played games like that. They're not that fun. 
that can't be all it is. I'd imagine you'd be able to at least talk with them, you know, and interact with yeah. them at least. You got to go on level. missions or something. You got to do something. Yeah, you got to collect something. There has to be something to do. Find <laughs> some loot. For goodness sakes, I don't it can't know. be you know file your tech simulator like we did ah. last week <laughs> or you can't just be like watching like you'd watch a sitcom if there was no way to interact with it you know just to be like let's see if this yeah. character gets with this character it's like okay yeah you, know, you can just watch a tv show yeah that's sims without the playability exactly even no interaction <laughs> so but anyways yeah. either way i'm interested in that game and i want to see more of what they would do in that game and how that would evolve because these are evolving personality so that has to be something in the plot of the next one i think the idea of a free city game with like evolving npcs sounds like the most amazing game ever yeah incredible like it would be so fresh every time you came back in um Almost in a scary way, obviously, because Absolutely. at what point does the NBC stop evolving? Hopefully there's a limit there, but the their ability to like interact with you is just really cool. That's so neat. Yeah, we'd have a big problem if this was uh, a real thing, I think. I think we'd have a really big problem. One, I mean, it's the they say it in the movie, it's the creation of AI. And you know, yeah. obviously that's scary all in and of itself. But if even if it was just um isolated to within this game to where it's like these are that like the whole like you know when guy uh kisses uh i forget i forget the the character's name but when she kisses her it's like that would be everyone like there would be so many people except for real would be in love with people within a game yep yeah her exactly thank you the (laughs) plot of her her in a game Millie, sorry, that's the character's name. Yep. But um, yeah, that would be very scary. <laughs> <laughs> but awesome. That's the thing. That's awesome. It is kind of disappointing when you get really invested in a world and then you like realize that, like, oh shoot, when this character or whatever, this NPC is dumb or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just repeating this, they're not dumb. It's one of the things I think games are really lacking. It's just like we've talked about it in other games where it's like the you know the defenses or whatever what was the game that everybody was talking about uh the last of us they were talking about the you know just the the defenses of the thing were just kind of stupid and it's like yeah i mean that's just true in so many games like yeah there's been a lot of evolution in that realm but it's still like they go on the same route you make a noise and it's like oh what was that oh i guess it's nothing you know, it's it was it's true mm-hmm. in the Hitman games, and I think they work really hard on making those intelligent. But you know, everybody's on a track. It's just how it is, and yeah, and everyone's voice acted. I mean, everyone they're pre-recorded lines. It's not like there's auto-generated like dialogue or anything like that, really. Which yeah. would be awesome. It would be awesome if like you can find a way to like have custom interactions instead of just pre-script the dialogue where you can just choose on a dialogue chain or whatever which is great but it would be awesome if that was something that you could do moving forward at least like some sort of intelligent ai it does not have to be like like this where they're like yeah. pretty much living beings really <laughs> i mean where you have to go into all these like morality where you're like crap these are people you know what i mean <laughs> to some extent or whatever yeah. so yeah. you have to go through like a moral conundrum <laughs> that would be a real a, a weird world 
absolutely sure. crap we have a game that's actually filled with intelligent life forms feel bad if you kill them in the game exactly you're like a murderer murder adjacent as you would say <laughs> <laughs> exactly but anywho we've gone off topic we're starting to talk about like the if this really happened which that's fun because we don't really do that in movies very often we go see a movie you're like huh that'd be cool if that of an aspect of this movie was real and so i don't know yeah, I think it could it could be a really good game. It's like a evolution of GTA. It's yeah, like what GTA kind of wants to be. It's like the one area of video games that haven't progressed that far. Like honestly, like there's been improvements, but like visuals yeah. have just like yeah. from PlayStation Two to now is just from insane. Pong to now, yeah, yeah, from Pong <laughs> to now, exactly. But um, as far as like. Yeah, characters, like character dialogue, it's all still yeah. just, you know, pre-scripted dialogue change. Yeah, it's just that, more actor work has been put in to make it feel oh, more realistic. But, absolutely. And yeah. so, you know, it'd be cool to loop when that breaks through one day and we're yeah. in the apocalypse or whatever. <laughs> we'll still have some fun games to play, I guess. <laughs> the world of Terminator comes to fruition. Yeah, they'll be the ones with the glasses. I promise yep. you. We will not be the ones with the glasses. Oh, that's a scary thought. We will work at the bank, Luke. You and me, buddy. <laughs> down, face down on the ground. Yep. Glass flying in our face, and we're just used uh -huh. to it. <laughs> Legs up in the air as we're <laughs> shooting the breeze. <laughs> For daily life, getting oppressed by oh. our robot oppressors. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad we ended on a happy note. <laughs> go see this movie, though. Despite yeah, all that, talk. despite all that, go see it. You know, it's as far as like you know, good time movies. This is up there as far as movies that come out this year. This is just a really good time, feel good movie. You know, where there's no like. I don't know. There's never a point in this movie where you're meant to feel super sad. It's great. It's a great escape. I also really hope because this is an original IP that it gets supported. I'm looking yeah. at the numbers and oh, yeah, yeah, 53 million worldwide. That's just man. It's a good enough movie. I, I think it should be doing better than that. Hopefully, this I has agree. one of those I mean, second weekend, you know, word of mouth boosts. And just to see what it's up against, like to see that it's like, okay, Delta variant is, is, you know, numbers are up and that people are backing away a little bit. Just kind of see that, to, to yeah. see that a little bit. I hope that the studios aren't like, we're going to really hold it against this movie, you know, no, yeah. like oh, it bombs. Oh, no, I, it did really well under these circumstances. And I don't know. Same, same is, goes for you too. not the being offered squad. for a premium pass on a disney no. plus huh theater is the only way for That's this interesting. one there's no disney plus or hulu disney is very premium. much not on this movie at all like if you didn't understand that 20th century studios is owned by disney i i could see how most people would say oh that's a disney movie hm. absolutely i wonder absolutely. if that's on purpose maybe i don't know it just it doesn't seem like a movie that there's any reason to really for them to not put their name on it. I mean, it's not graphic, really. It's you know, it is, a PG-13 movie. I think there are some like uh, jokes that go beyond anything, at least that I've seen in the Disney movie. And so even like something like Guardians of the Galaxy, which has some pr pretty uh, yeah. raunchy they jokes chop Thanos, in there. Thanos' head off. So. They did chop Thanos' head off. Yeah. 
I don't know where they draw the line, though. <laughs> I don't know where the mouse uh, has its. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where it, what, what makes the mouse clutch yeah, its it's, pearls. Weird. <laughs> it's a it's a strange thing. I think it's like maybe sex and sexual references. Maybe that's a hang up that the mouse has. I, I don't really it's know. Pretty tame, though, really. Yeah, for the it, most part. It's not a raunchy. It's not like a freaking raunch fest. It's not the Suicide no, Squad. It's not Suicide Squad. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean, they that felt I could understand. They felt good enough to put some Marvel and Star Wars references in here boldly. Yep. Is that a freaking lightsaber? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty awesome, and have Captain America that himself was a good show ending. up. It was a it was a good ending. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A lot of fun. Um, oh, I forgot to mention this. I was going to mention it um at the top before we talked about Vanguard. Uh, did you see the uh, Star Wars Visions? trailer i saw the little poster for it but no i didn't see the trailer man check it out eventually that's the thing ah it's for me it's for me it's all i love this crap you know the whole anthology animated anthology thing and with this one it's like all japanese animation which kind of my thing so but this (laughs) looks great though it's star wars man star wars so it looks uh freaking awesome but uh, this anyhow. is completely in the wrong place on this show. But I I did watch that first episode of What If. So oh, I completely forgot to talk about What If. Yeah, but I mean, it's we had talked about before. We don't really want to talk about ongoing things. So yeah, well, how, that how falls into that? Well, realm. it's it's starting. So how did you feel about it? What's getting started off? You know, starting off what oh, just what you think? It's kind of what I expected. Um, it's interesting yeah. enough, but you know it's not really my thing i just i watch it as a you know with marvel slight slight interest yeah okay. it's yeah if this was not marvel it, it's not something i would really care about but because it relates to you know kind of <laughs> it doesn't really relate to the canon of marvel but it ties so. it yeah i mean it ties into it without yeah. actually affecting the future of it I don't believe you're ever going to see Captain Carter um, outside of this "What If" yeah, series. Exactly. I, I yeah, I, I am absolutely with. It's like you. a one-off thing. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I. Uh, I'm. Uh, this is is my thing for sure. But you know, at the same time, I I don't share the enthusiasm that I have with the other shows. <laughs> with this, I'm still watching it, being like, "Oh yeah, great. Yeah, let's watch it." Okay, cool. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. All right. I don't yeah. really think about it really yeah. that much <laughs> as the week continues. Yeah. That's that's kind of it for me as well. So, but yeah, cool. Well, um, if you enjoy the podcast, you enjoy our voices and you enjoy what we say, tell your friends, give them a listen, share the podcast, rate our thing. Highest rating, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that apparently helps. I don't know. Do all those things and uh, we'll be your best friend. We'll make <laughs> you a cake. I don't know. We're here for you. We're here for you. <laughs> but anyways, these five words, I swear to you, <laughs> I will be there for you. <laughs> Couldn't have sung it better myself. <laughs> well, Luke, it's been a fun adventure and I'll see you next week. <laughs> see you. <ya. laughs>